One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, Birdtails. This is Mummy Work. Okay, thanks. Welcome back to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host, Jordan, and I am a mum to two beautiful boys, Jai and Ali. Jai is three, Ali's one and a half. We have a dog named Maggie. We live in Papamoa, and our life is bloody crazy. So if you're here, uh, expect to hear a bit more about that along the way. But I won't talk for too long because today's beautiful episode is with lovely Ali. And just a warning before we get started, we do talk about a quite late stage pregnancy loss in this episode. So if that doesn't feel like something that's for you right now, maybe skip this episode or just skip through that section of the podcast because Ellie also talks about three other pregnancy and birth stories as well. She has so much to share. We talk about mental health. We talk about inductions. We talk about spontaneous labors, water births. Oh, there's just so much packed into this episode. And I know that you're going to take something from it because I was listening and just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I've either learned something or I've learned a really good way to have a conversation with someone about pregnancy loss or how to support someone who's going through mental health challenges and postpartum. It's just, yeah, such a brilliant episode. I really love Ellie. She has so much to share with us. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Hey, Ellie, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yep, um, I'm Ellie. I'm from Cambridge in Waikato. Um, I'm one half of DNA Keepsake Jewelry, so that keeps me really busy, as well as my three boys. Um, I have had four babies. Um, I've got Ash, who's eight, Freddie, who's three, River, who is uh, my angel baby, and Rocky, who is four months. Amazing, and we've got a lot to cover today. Um, but before <laughs> yeah. we jump into everything sort of pregnancy and birth related, do you want to just talk us through what um, DNA keepsake jewelry is? Just yeah, for those who might be interested in that before we get started. Sure. Um, so we make keepsakes from um, your own precious inclusions, such as um, breast milk, cremation ash, hair. We do early pregnancy loss as well, um, placenta, umbilical cord, like the list kind of really goes on. And um, yeah. yeah, we make beads, rings, pendants, um, and we've got hearts for you if you want to hold something instead of wear something. So yeah, yeah. that keeps me really busy um, with my with my boys, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Very cool. Okay. So we've got, um, yeah, four different sort of stories to talk through today. Um, we might kick off by starting with how you sort of started your family and yeah, the journey to pregnancy for you the first time around. Cool. Um, so yeah, with Ashton, um, Jason and I had only been together for three months. So we weren't really looking to be starting a family. Um, I was on the pill and um, 
I'd stopped taking it to like get my period and my period didn't come. So I was like about a week late, I think. And, um, I said to Joe, oh, that's weird. So I took a pregnancy test and it was negative. So we sort of just went through the weekend and it was fine. And I didn't get my period still. And he said to me, oh, you know, my sister's a midwife. So I like, I could arrange for you to get a blood test if you want. And, um, I sort of said, oh, okay. And I thought, you know, that's weird, but whatever, I'll just do it. And um, so like on the Monday, I did a did the blood test and we went about our day and didn't really think about it. Um, and like I hadn't met Jason's family or, or ever spoken to them. So yeah, I just didn't really put much thought into that. And then um, <laughs> later in the afternoon, Jason's phone rang and it was um, Kirsten, Jason's sister. And she asked to speak to me and yeah, she said, you know, you are pregnant, and um, honestly, my heart just stopped. Like, I just was so shocked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that's sort of where it went from there. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And after you got over that sort of initial shock, um, yeah, I guess what happened next? How were you feeling about being pregnant, and what sort of conversations did you and your partner need to have, and, yeah, what sort of happened from there? Um, Jace was straight away so excited, just could like, just like, yeah, I'm going to be a dad. And I was like in a panic mode for like a month or so, like, um, just so shocked. And, um, but like, I I couldn't wait to be a mum. but I just didn't expect for it to happen like that. Um, like our family had sort of experienced, um, a loss a couple months before that. My sister had had a, a stillborn baby a few months before that. So it was like, a bit shocking like you know my sister kind of got a bit mad at me like um she was like not the best headspace at that time um so it was yeah it was just it was just um a lot to take on and um also Mm. like a lot to um it's a hard getting to know somebody like um during that time like we and Jace hadn't been together for long but um yeah we managed to sort of to work through it yeah yeah I can imagine it was a yeah, stressful and sort of emotional time for you as well, obviously, like everything sort of changing in your body as well. So, um, yes. yeah, I can definitely only imagine what that was like. And did you decide um, from there that you were going to go with midwifery for your care? Yep. Um, I had no idea about like any, anything, what to do. And <laughs> Jay said, you know, I really would like my sister to be a midwife. So I was like, well, that's cool. But you know, I haven't even met her yet, and then it means she's going to be, like, seeing my bits, and, you know, but actually, um, uh, I'm so glad we went with her, like, I love her so much, and I'm so grateful yeah. that that happened, and also, it was, like, quite special, um, you know, that she sort of looked, yeah. after, that she looked after us, and, um, yeah, kept it in the family. Yeah, yeah, awesome. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you at this stage? I was, um, I was 21. And yeah, so I, I think I turned 22 when um, like Ash was actually born, but I like just felt so young yeah. and I, yeah, it was, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's lots of people um, out there listening who are sort of of a similar age and potentially in a similar situation. So yeah, it's just good for reference. Um, yeah. Cool. Okay. And so from there, what was the rest of your pregnancy like? Did you have um, many pregnancy symptoms and yeah, how did it sort of progress? 
Um, I had fatigue, like real bad, um, you know, like you've never known before being mm. pregnant. Before, um, and like I was, I was working and studying um, at the time and both those jobs um, were on my feet. Um, so I found that really hard. Um, and they were, uh, I yeah, was waitressing, so that's like late night and then hairdressing, so I was on my feet all day. And so I was, I was really tired. Um, and in the early days, um, I had a little bit of nausea, but like nothing too bad. Um, mm. And apart from that, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And did you have any idea like what kind of birth you wanted to have? Did you do any birth education? What did that look like the first time around? I really wanted to have a water birth um, and wanted to do that at a birth centre. And um, we did do um, antenatal and that was like evening classes uh, over a yeah. few months, I think. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. And yeah, do you want to take us through the sort of end of your uh, pregnancy journey and then into your labour and birth story with Ashton? Yep. So uh, I was 36 weeks and... Um, I was hopping out of bed one day and my waters broke. Um, so I, I messaged Kirsten and I said, oh, I think my waters are broken. So we went into the hospital, we met up there and she checked me and she was like, yep, um, it is your waters. Uh, so they'd want to probably induce you um, soon. And um, I kind of freaked out because it just, you mm -hmm. know, wasn't the plan, but... Um, uh, but I was happy to do, you know, whatever was best. And, um, so I think they wanted to do it, like sort of get, get the ball rolling from there, but I was a bit nervous to do that. And Jace was still at work. So I asked, you know, if, what if I actually did go into labor, um, on my own? So, um, we got to go away for 24 hours, um, to see, just to see if my, my body would do anything, um, which was um, highly unlikely that it would, given that I was so early. Um, mm. And so, yeah, we went home and quickly did our maternity shoot that day. <laughs> and um, then the next day, we went we went into the hospital um, for an induction. Yeah. 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 And do you want to talk us through, yeah, what the induction was like and how you were feeling and then, yeah, how your birth ended up? Um. It was the weirdest drive driving in to the hospital that morning, knowing that I was going to be leaving with a baby, and like mm. wasn't in wasn't in labour, but like would be in labour later. Um, <laughs> I was so nervous, um, and yeah, so we, we we met Kirsten there, and um, and then my sister came up, and so she was actually pregnant as well. She um, was pregnant with another baby, so we were pregnant at the same time, which was amazing. Um, and I was grateful that I was going first because I, yeah, I didn't want to go last and watch hers first. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so, uh, Kirsten broke my waters and, um, then we sort of just waited around for a bit, got put on the drip, um, at about midday. Um, and, um, things sort of started to ramp up at about five, um, that's sort of when I don't really, I feel like I left the room at that point. Um, <laughs> and, um, 
yeah, my contractions got quite intense um, from there. And I was sort of told, like, you know, you probably won't have a baby today. It'll be tomorrow. So I had that in the back of my mind thinking, oh, my God, this is the worst. And um, this is going to be till tomorrow. Um, and then he ended up coming at quarter to nine. So um, <laughs> to me, that was, like, quick. But um, but also it was, yeah, could have, yeah, it was a bit long-ish, I guess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And did you have any like anything that was helping you through contractions or anything that you remember from that sort of labour that yeah was was helpful for you? Um. Well, no. So I kind of tensed <laughs> up with every single contraction that I had, mm. and like as soon as I could feel it was coming, I just yeah really tensed my body. I had the gas and um and yeah like it was it was hard. I wish. I guess hindsight's a bit of a wonderful thing, but you know, it's your first time and, and I didn't really know much and there's not as, there wasn't as much um, information around then as like, as what it is now, like on Instagram, there's so much stuff everywhere. And so, yeah, mm. I just had no idea about birth and, and yeah, so it was, it was really like a hard labor. Like afterwards, um, my body was so sore because I had just, you know, use like every muscle to sort of tense up with every contraction. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when um, when he was born, did they place him up on your chest? And yeah, what sort of happened from there? Yeah, so he was placed up on my chest, and um, and that was such a cool moment, you know, for us. Um, he was a small, teeny little baby. But he was fine, and he was born, I think, 36 and 6, so just before 37 weeks. Um, and, yeah, everything was fine after he was born. He latched, and everything was all good. We had a beautiful birth photographer, um, and my mother-in-law was there. So it was it was such a beautiful moment. Um, and um, about an hour or, or two later, um, he, um, we were get, sort of getting ready to go to the to the birth center he started breathing funny so um so he got sent down to the newborn unit and um and yeah then I got I had to go stay up in the hospital and yeah Ash was in the newborn unit for about a week or 10 days I think and um and that was really really hard um Mm. it's like a first time mum and um you know, not being able to take your baby home and, and yeah. do all the things. And, you know, you have, I was having to pump cause he couldn't feed. Um, he had a really bad tongue and lip tie. So, um, yeah, after the first like 24 hours, we were sort of allowed to go to the transfer to a birth center, but he couldn't latch at all. Um, because, because of the tongue and lip tie. Um, Mm. and by this point his breathing and all that was fine by the time he got down there. So, um, so they ended up keeping him because of the feeding issues and then he got, um, jaundice, uh, quite bad. So it was sort of just like one thing after another, um, which was quite bad on my mental health at that, Mm. at that point and having the baby blues and, and all the things. Um, yeah, but we, we managed to get through it and we got home just before Christmas, which was lovely. 
Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of, yeah, your mental health and sort of how you were feeling like being a first time mum is, is enough of a change without sort of, um, yeah, all of the other things that you had going on. So how did you feel you sort of dealt with that mentally? And yeah, do you want to talk us through any sort of challenges that came from that? Yep. Um, I found, I found it really hard. Um, I might don't have my mum, so I don't, I didn't have that, you know, sort of wrap around like, you know, mum moves in for a bit to help out or Mm. anything like that. So I did have a village, but it just wasn't what it looked like for other people. And I shouldn't have like let that bother me, but it it did. And so, um, Mm. I, I, I found it quite hard and, um, and, and also like I've, I think in antenatal and things like that, they go through all the birth and things, but they don't go through the fourth trimester. Well, they didn't back then. And, and um, like even as things like awake windows, like I had no idea about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So as a, yeah. as a, like a first time young mom with a baby, like I just, you know, he just was probably up a bit more than what he should have. And he was overtired and, and then, which really did affect my, my mental health. So, um, I ended up in going to Mothercraft um, when he was about eight weeks old. And um, so we stayed there for a week and I got like the support that I needed. Um, uh, they said that I had um, postnatal depression and um, which to be honest, like I feel was quite environmental, like, you know, to what mm. my, my situation was at the time. Um, and, and then his, sleeping was kind of got all sorted there so um from when we left mothercraft like things were amazing yeah 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 i um i've had a couple of people on the podcast that have used mothercraft or been to mothercraft at some stage and just yeah absolutely raved about it so it's nice to hear um that that was helpful for you too awesome and how did you go with your feeding journey i know that you sort of obviously had the um initial struggle so how did that sort of change once you got home and what did that look like for you um so for in order for us to leave the hospital he still couldn't latch we ended up taking him privately to get a tongue his tongue and lip tie done um but yeah he still couldn't latch so i was expressing and giving him um express breast milk in a bottle um, until he was about a month old and then we transitioned to the breast at home Um, so that was challenging um, in itself but we persevered and um, and we managed to get there and like super lucky and grateful that you know my sister-in-law is a midwife so she was able to support me with that um, at home Um, Yeah, so so we yeah, managed, by the time we managed to get him on the breast, like it was it was fine. And after the you know all the mothercraft stuff, like it was perfect. Mm. Yeah, 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 awesome, cool. And then yeah, maybe if we jump to thinking about or what it looked like for you um, falling pregnant again. So were you trying to fall pregnant at the time or? Was it like me in a happy surprise? What did that look like um, for you guys? Yes, Freddie was a lovely, happy surprise. Um, <laughs> we we definitely wanted to have another baby, um, but um, like I, by this point I was sort of working and I really wanted to qualify um, as a hairdresser, which you sort of have to do on the floor. So um, 
and like thankfully I had just qualified and then um, <laughs> we were, I wasn't on any contraception but we were just doing the trusty um, pull out method <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, which like, which to be honest, it did work until, until yeah. I was like tracking, um, my, my period on the, on the flow app or whatever it was. And, um, and I checked it and I was like, cool, I'm not ovulating at the moment. So, so we just went ahead and did it. And then, uh, sure enough, I got pregnant. So I actually was <laughs> ovulating that on that time so you just can't really trust those apps 100 percent because you just really don't know like it's a kind of a guide (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, definitely and so how did you find out this time around um well my my sister was coming over and I said to her if she could bring a pregnancy test because I was a week late and um and so she brought one over and I did it and um Initially, it was negative, I think, and then for some reason, I had a feeling just to look back at it again, and it was a super faint line, and I was like, oh my god, it's, it's, I think it's positive, and Jace just gave me this huge hug, and he was like, yeah, this is so exciting, um, but yeah, like, bearing in mind that this is four years later, Ash was four at this point, yeah. and um, yeah, and so my sister was there, and yeah, it was, uh, I just was a little bit shocked again, but then, um, mm-hmm. but then, you know, sort of c- came around to it much quicker than the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And how were you feeling in this pregnancy? Did you have many different symptoms this time around? Um, I think just, I, I did have a little bit of nausea, um, in the start and then the fatigue, but apart, apart from that, it was, it was pretty fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Just like after the twelve weeks kind of thing, it's it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I forgot to ask you. I think the first time around as well. Did you find out the sex in your pregnancies? Yes. Um, so for Ash, we did. Um, we did find out the sex, and we did like all the standard tests and things that they um, suggested that we do. And um, so for Freddie, we didn't find out um, the sex. Um, and yeah, we with him we did like all the all the standard tests that they were offered as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Cool. And what about your sort of thoughts around birth this time? Did you want to um, be in the birth center like you'd initially hoped for your first, or did you want to go to the hospital? What were your thoughts? Yeah, this time around. Yes, um, this time around, I so wanted to have that that dream water birth again, and. Um, and yeah, I was had a really great pregnancy. I loved being pregnant, and um, yeah, just really wanted to avoid another induction, like if I could. Um, yeah. And yeah, things were tracking well until thirty six weeks again. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, thirty six weeks. Do you want to talk us through? Yeah, what happened this time round? Um, so I was going, I went to a midwife appointment and everything was fine. We were, you know, chatting for a bit. Then I went and peed on the little strip thing, um, and came back and it showed that I had protein in my wee. So, um, so we checked my blood pressure and it was high. So, um, she checked, she actually checked it again and was like, oh no, that is actually really high. So I had to go then down to path lab and do an urgent um urine test um because she suspected that i had preeclampsia 
Um, so, yeah, sort of ended up doing that and then went about my day and then she called me and said, um, so you do have preeclampsia um, and that I'd have to go up to the hospital that evening um, and more than likely have an induction. Um, so, yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit gutted about that. Um mm. But, you know, was more than happy to do whatever would keep him safe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so once you got to the hospital, what sort of happened from there? Did you end up being induced that day or, yeah, what happened next? Um, yeah. So, well, I actually met Jace at home and then uh, my nana came to pick up Ashton. And it's the most saddest thing saying goodbye to your first baby when you know that you're going to have another <laughs> one. Um, right, I totally feel yes. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I cry, I hugged him, and I just started crying, and like just knowing that this is the last <laughs> time I'm hugging him as my like oldest baby, and um, yeah, and then it was after that it was fine, but I just didn't expect it to be sad. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, so we we get up to the hospital, and um, and I was admitted up there. Um, uh, I, I think this was like a Wednesday and I stayed up there for a few days where I was being monitored um, sort of all through the night where they check your blood pressure and um, monitor baby and, and stuff like that. Um, and then um, I came to be induced on the on the Friday, I think. Um, so, yeah, I was in there for a few days um, and... You know, I, I the, the hospital is an amazing thing when it's needed, but you know, like they can be under a lot of pressure and things like that. And like mm. uh, I was told by you know one doctor, oh, we're gonna induce you tomorrow, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And then they come back in like a couple of minutes later, oh no, we're gonna induce you today. Yeah, after the second person came in and told us that um, that we we're being induced today, I I um, contacted. Kirsten and said, um, you know, induction was supposed to be happening tomorrow, but now it's happening today. Like, I don't know what's happening. And so she ended up coming up um, later on to um, start the induction process for me. And um, so it, um, I was supposed to have the gel put in and then, um, and then um, go from there. So when she came up and, and she did it for me... Um, I was already a few centimetres dilated, so that meant that I didn't need any of that. And um, and we made a plan to, like, I'd have a sleeping pill that night so I could get a real good night's sleep, and then tomorrow we would just go down to delivery suite and I'd be induced, um, and she'd break my waters, and then we'd go from there. So I did. I had an amazing sleep that night because... Pregnancy insomnia is the worst. And, um, yeah, so in the morning, uh, Jace and Kirsten, um, you know, um, we met down in delivery suite. And, yeah, we um, Kirsten broke my waters. And we were allowed to go around for a walk for a couple hours just to see if... Um, if anything would happen, but again, it didn't because I was only 30, I was 37 weeks by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, just a little bit early, I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, same sort of thing, like around midday, um, 
was put on the um, on the drip, and um, things ramped up, ramped up pretty quickly this time. Um, I decided to um, stand for most of this labour. Um, I lay on my back for all of my previous induction, so I yeah really wanted to kind of have an active labour this time, um, which helped so much like more like with gravity and things like that and mm. with every contraction I breathed through and like let, let my body feel kind of thing instead of um tensing with each one which really really helped my labor yeah awesome and so yeah how did your birth sort of progress from there yeah things kind of really ramped up quickly um Freddie was Freddie was born a couple hours after I was put on the drip. So, um, it, yeah, it was really hard and fast. And I'm not sure whether this was because it was like my second baby or just a second, you know, an, an induction or what, but it was, it was really hard and fast. Um, so I was standing for most of it. And then my body started involuntary pushing, um, like at the end of each contraction, which kind of freaked me out because, I really had to push with all my might for out like you know mm. two hours to to get um, Ashton out. So um, so I didn't know what position I wanted to be in um, when this started happening. Um, so I just um, sort of hopped off on the bed and um, and he pretty much came flying out <laughs> and mm. um, yeah was placed straight up onto my chest and. Um, and yeah, that was it was amazing. Like I couldn't believe that I had done it again. Yeah, awesome. And did you need any stitches or anything like that? Nope, didn't need any stitches, which I'm super grateful for. Um, and um, but I did get really, really bad after pains um, mm. to the point that I needed gas. Um, but they were so, so sore. And, um, I, like at a point, like I sort of even struggled to hold, um, to hold him because, because mm-hmm. they were so painful. Um, yeah. and Ashton was brought up to the hospital and my, my nana and my mother-in-law came up and, um, by this point I actually started to feel quite unwell. Um, so, so they sort of went out the room and I went to have a shower and I, I nearly pa- fainted in the shower. And, um, so we ended up getting back up onto the bed and trying to get some fluids in and stuff. And then, um, and then I passed a huge clot. Um, yeah, Kirsten was like, oh, there's your second baby. <laughs> but um, <laughs> after, after that one came out, um, I was fine. So I, obviously my body was just working really hard to try and get that out. And how did you feel um, when Ashton came up to the hospital and you sort of introduced them to each other? And yeah, what was that like for you? Oh, it was the cutest, cutest thing. He came in and he, I was, I was, he was on my chest, um, still, um, Freddie was, sorry. And then Ash came straight up and he was just so happy to see Freddie. It was the cutest thing ever. Um, and from there on, I'm quite gutted because I don't remember all that much from that point because I was quite unwell. Um, Mm. but Ashton helped, um, Kirsten, like, 
do his checks and counted all Freddie's fingers and toes. And um, we had the same birth photographer and she did a little bit of video this time. And so we've like, that's captured, which is so special and so precious. Yeah. Amazing. Very cool. And what happened um, from there? How did you find taking Freddie home and um, the adjustment to being a mum of two? And yeah, what did that all look like for you? Um, so we, we ended up transferring down to, um, the birth center straight after, um, Freddie was born, like after sort of came right. Um, I think the hospital did want us to stay, but, um, we sort of made the executive decision to, um, to go and just, we monitored my blood pressure and all that given the preeclampsia and things, um, which settled down and was fine. Um, we also, we stayed at the birth center for a few days and feeding was great. He did have a tongue and lip tie again, but he could feed. Um, and yeah, going home, um, was wonderful. Um, I expected it to be sort of a shit show again, but, um, it just wasn't, it was, it was just, so good and so such a happy time in our lives and I think having an age gap of like Ashton was four and he was he was nearly five so that was so easy like he would read books to Freddie and you know it was it was really a great time for us amazing and how did you find um your feeding journey this time Feeding was great. I think I did. I did get like quite sore nipples and things, and that was just due to the to the tongue and lip tie again. Um, my husband actually has a tongue and lip tie, so um, <laughs> they're all bound to sort of get it quite bad, um, yes. like he does. Um, so, but yeah, once we once he got that done, I think he actually had it. He had it done twice. Um, had to have it released twice because um, it rejoined. But um, after that, it was fine. Feeding was great. My, my milk was so good. Um, yeah, until uh, Freddie was three months old. Um, unfortunately, my sister passed away when we were when he was three months old, and um, mm. my my milk dried up overnight. Um, yeah, yeah. It's actually so amazing what stress does to your body. Um, mm. And, yeah, so I ended up um, taking Domperidone um, to bring my milk back in. And, um, and then I stayed on, I stayed on Domperidone until, um, until I wanted to get pregnant again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Ellie. That's, yeah, I can only imagine what that was like for you. It's such a, yeah, a difficult time to navigate with a newborn as well. So, yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. It was hard. It was so hard. And the first time round when we had Ashton, you know, things things weren't the best, but we worked through it. And then my heart sort of breaks for me a little bit because we mm. were so happy and, like, everything was yeah. perfect. And then our my world, like, crashed down around me. And yeah. like I mentioned earlier that I don't, um, like, we, we don't really have our mum or anything like that. So we, mm. we had each other and she had a little girl so we sort of like did everything together and that was like the one of the darkest um times of my life um yeah 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 Yeah, that is so awful how did you like how did you even navigate that sort of grief like when you're trying to be a mum as well um well, everyone sort of came here, like, like we ended up bringing my sister mm. home here, um, and everyone's like, 
my the village just rallied around me. Um, yeah. At um, at this point, actually, Kirsten had just had her second baby, so um, so I, she spent a lot of time with me, and um, you know, I just I, I had a lot of people around me. Um, mm trying to lift me up but it, it is really hard like I've never experienced a grief like that I um you know i used all my resources I went to my GP and I got funded grief counseling sessions and I just tried my best to pick myself up because I had to keep going um I I think that if I didn't have Freddie like you could just stay in bed and cry all day but because yeah. I had a baby and because I had Ashton like I had a reason to to get out of bed and keep going even when I really didn't want to which kind yeah. of saved me um and my 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 mental health at that point yeah 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 and I guess yeah what did your like recovery look like from there like your birth recovery and yeah mental health and then how did you sort of um progress and did you decide that you wanted to add um yeah another baby to your family um yeah so um like birth recovery I was fine um mental health like I I started exercising and just trying to do everything that I could to to just help my mental health um and I thought I was fine but like looking back now I actually I really struggled and but um that's just because like we just had a really shit time with things that had mm. happened um yeah. but um but yeah I muddled through which yeah I managed to do <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and when you got to um I guess the point that you fell pregnant again what did that look like for your family and yeah how did you feel finding out that you were pregnant again um, so we decided that we would have, um, another baby, um, and, um, yeah, I was still actually breastfeeding Freddie at the time and like taking the Domperidone still. So I sort of stopped taking that, um, so that I would get my period back. And then, um, and then we started trying, which was exciting for us because we had never probably tried for a baby um mm -hmm. yeah. so the first month we sort of just like loosely tried you know just here and there but and it didn't it didn't happen um and then another month went by and we sort of tried to do the every second day thing but we missed a couple days here and there and it just um didn't happen again um and so by the third month I sort of started to feel quite consumed by it, like what, wondering why it's not happening, like what's wrong. And I know that three months is um, such a short time. So my heart like honestly goes up to people that I just can't imagine the um, like fertility struggles because for that three months was really hard for us. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, so that by the third month, um, I did end up falling pregnant. What happened? I, I think I just, I had maybe missed a period. It was, I, I found out quite early. Um, hmm. Well, maybe just before my period was actually due, but I just sort of felt a bit off and thought I'd do a test and, and um, sure enough, it was positive. Yeah. And was this um, first trimester similar to your first two? No. I, oh, until, oh, everything was fine until, um, about six weeks and then I got really sick I yeah just 
like real, real bad nausea. Um, and at this point, um, a lockdown ha- was happening. So, mm. um, so I was like stuck at home, um, with the kids, like really sick. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you like navigate through trying to parent and like the morning sickness and exhaustion and yeah. How did you, how did you get through that? Um, we just did a bit, bit of parenting from the couch and, um, yeah. <laughs> <Melon>. <laughs> and yeah. Glippy. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, thankfully that was like the second lockdown. So it wasn't mm-hmm. as long as the first one, but, um, so by the time, I was at near about around about 12 weeks. Um, things sort of started to go back to normal, which was great. But um, that meant that they had they had big restrictions, like um, when you were to go for scans or anything mm. like that. Like you couldn't take a support person, so it could only just be me, which um, was fine at the time. Um, but Jace didn't get to come to see any scans. Um, or anything which which was sad for us um, a little bit down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you have your sister-in-law as a midwife this time around? Yes, I sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you want to take us through, yeah, I guess what happened from um, from there? So, we yeah, we made it to 12 weeks, and that was great. Um, everything was perfect. Um, and he was actually my first baby who everything was measuring perfectly, like at our dating scan, like he was exact on the dates and everything. Mm. Um, because he was my third baby, I was super chill, super chill about it. Like, um, you know, just didn't really overthink it or, you know, mm. think that anything was wrong or anything like that. Um, I remember feeling my first movement, um, maybe around like 14, about 14 weeks. Um, which was cool because they said that my placenta was at the front, so I might not feel, I thought Mm. I might not feel anything for a while. And then I just, I didn't really feel, I didn't feel any movement after that. Um, and I didn't really think about it too much. Like we're having two other kids. I was super busy and, um, yeah. And it wasn't until, um, like a memory popped up on my phone of when I was at the same gestation as Freddie, um, about 17 weeks and at that point Jace had felt um, like the baby move on the outside and I thought oh, that's weird you know I haven't felt movement on the outside this time like surely mm. I would have but maybe you know um, this one's just different um, so I just tried really tried not to overthink it and so I got to about 18 weeks and Ash was going for a sleepover at Kirsten's house and it was my friend's baby shower that weekend and we were pregnant at the same time which was really cool and so yeah I was I was dropping Ashton off and I just mentioned that like hey I haven't actually felt this baby move and I know it is normal and I'm probably overthinking it but just like I just hadn't felt anything and Mm. I did with Freddie so like is that normal and she was like yeah like it, it can be normal but she didn't it was her weekend off and she didn't have her Doppler at home um she had like a random Doppler um, that she didn't normally use. Um, I think someone had given it to her or something. So we, we tried with that and we thought that the battery was just not working because we couldn't hear anything or, or we thought maybe it just wasn't a good one. So she said, well, she'll drop Ashton off to me tomorrow and um, and bring her Doppler from work um, to listen. So 
it was fine and I didn't really think about it again and the next day like I you know organized and like went to this to my friend's baby shower and and it was fine my auntie came and I said to her like I you know I haven't felt the baby move it's kind of weird and Jason and I were actually supposed to be going out for dinner that night um, to celebrate our uh, wedding anniversary. And um, so, she, yeah, the kids were going to her house. And so um, I raced home from this, from the baby shower, and um, and Jace was home, and, um, and then Kirsten came to drop off Ash, and she had a Doppler with her. And so um, I lay down on the couch, and... Um, tried for a bit and couldn't really hear anything so I changed positions and again there was there wasn't anything and um and I said to her like there's nothing is there and she said no like he I I he he might be hiding but um but I don't think he is I I kind of at that point just felt like a little bit numb like I had a bit of a gut feeling that um Mm. something that something was wrong but I just didn't really want to um I overthink it or anything and so um I, I then phoned phoned my auntie that was going to be looking after the kids and I I rang her and she answered and and I went to speak and, and I just couldn't speak and she said is it is it the baby and I just said yeah yeah we bundled the kids in the car and um and Kirsten said she would meet us at, up at the hospital um, to, just to have a scan, just, just to have a look. Um, so she greeted us there and gave me a huge hug and said, like, I'm, I'm sorry, Albert, I, um, I hope he's hi- hiding, but I just don't think yeah. um, that he is. And, well, actually, I don't think she said he, because we didn't know he was a he at that time. Um, so we, we went, went into a women's assessment unit up at the hospital, and um, a doctor came in, um, with a scanning machine just to scan my tummy and um and she she popped it on and I took one look and and the baby was like curled up in a little ball and I could see that he had no heartbeat so um Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And she was super upbeat for a doctor delivering this kind of news and he's like cool so he, yeah he has no heartbeat and I couldn't believe it because like mm. I guess you, you know maybe working in that job you're just a bit desensitized um mm. to what you're doing but like this was the most devastating news for us to hear yeah. so that was a bit hard to hear and and yeah so from from there we had to go down to um have another ultrasound done which I really didn't want to have to do. Like, I didn't want to have to look mm. at my baby on the screen like that. Um, but the sonographer there was really, really nice. And um, and I did look, and she sh- she showed me, you know, um, around the scan. And um, the placenta had come away a little bit, so we mm-hmm. assumed maybe, maybe that was um, what had happened. 
um, because, you know, obviously your mind is going like, well, when I did mm. this or what if it was this? And, you know, yeah, what, if, what yeah. if you kind of look for a reason and you kind of blame yourself a bit. Mm. Um, and, at, yeah, at the scan they said um, that he had passed away around um, maybe like 15, 16 weeks. So, Mm-hmm. So that was sort of two weeks after I had felt those first movements. Um, and um, I had actually, two weeks before that, I had a dream about my sister, and, and I never do dream about her. But mm. um, all I had was in this dream was that she was holding a baby, and I knew that it was my baby. And, um, and, and that was it. And, I, and in the morning I woke up and I said to Jace, oh, my God, like I had a dream about Danny and that she had my baby and like how cool is it you know maybe she has my baby until mm. it's born but looking back like I you know it's a bit woo woo but I believe that you know yeah. that was yeah. maybe her showing me that she has my baby um mm. now and and yeah like the timing of it was just really uncanny after we had that scan went back to women's assessment unit and met Kirsten and she sort of went over like what happens next we uh, had the option of um, going home. You have to go home within, uh, and you can have the baby when you choose, when you're ready. But it has to be after like 24 to 36 hours. You get you get given a medicine that um, sort of tells your body that it's not pregnant anymore. Um, and um, yeah, so we were given that, and um, and went home um and yeah we sort of it was hard like we lay in bed and just cried like all night um yeah and um the next day um like it was it was just weird like you know you feel pregnant and you look pregnant Mm. but you know that the baby's passed away in your tummy and my my nana and my friend came and sat with me for the day which was really nice and like thankfully the kids weren't there and, and that was some another concern of mine like what am I going to tell um mm. you know at, like Ashton like who's so excited for this baby and yeah. um, a poor yeah. little guy's like been through a lot of grief in our family already mm. and what am I going to do and um so he he actually really wanted to name Freddie and then this baby River, um, uh, and they weren't River wasn't really on our the top of our name list, but um, mm. we knew that we would try to have another baby after this one. So yeah. we wanted to use his his name um, for this baby, which we thought you know could be quite special for him too. Mm. Um, naming his baby and yeah oh god that's so awful Ellie I'm so sorry for your loss and yeah I just I just totally feel so heartbroken for you so I really appreciate you um being sort of willing and open to share that with us thank you and so yeah I guess from there um do you want to talk us through what happened after you went home and um they gave you that medicine like did you have to go back and be induced or did your body like, did that put your body into labour? What sort of happened there? Um, well, I actually came home that night and um, I couldn't sleep. And so I mm. went on to, um, like, your podcast and um, sort of searched for the lost ones because I'm like, I don't know, I haven't 
I wish that I could have talked to my sister about this. Like she mm. had had a, had a, had been through this before, but I, um, you know, didn't really speak to, hadn't like had anyone that I could talk to about this. So mm. I, yeah, looked up the loss podcast that you had. And I, so I listened to a few of those so I could sort of prepare myself knowing what to expect. Um, the medication didn't put me into labor, but, um, it, uh, I did get a few like, cramps and my little contractions and my my tummy sort of and uterus I guess went into like a bit of a hard ball but it wasn't like sort of big and like squishy you know as it was before um Mm -hmm. and I was worried that um you know I might have a baby at home um but I thankfully didn't and I just yeah because this medicine can can, um put put people into labor Mm -hmm. um and with the other two, like, you know, Freddie's birth is quite quick. So I thought, oh, no, like, you know, I just hope I just don't have this baby at home. But, um, yeah, thankfully, yeah, everything everything stayed in, all intact. Yeah, yeah. And so did you have to go back up to the hospital the next day or, yeah, what happened from there? Uh, so you could choose when you wanted to go back. Um, and we we chose, like, the soonest time we could because we just didn't want to wait um Mm. uh and just kind of wanted to get it over and done with um not that um yeah not that getting it done that we wanted to get it done sooner but we're just like yeah "Yeah, cool we'll just like try and get this done as quick as we can so Mm. we can um yeah sort of start healing i guess um Mm. so so yeah that happened on the saturday and so we went in on the monday um to be induced um early monday morning and um yeah we met Kirsten up at the hospital um and we were so lucky to be able to use this room called the Manaya room um which is a room dedicated to people um of loss and um and it's not in a in delivery suite it's in women's assessment unit which is nice because you don't hear babies crying and Mm and things like that um we had to wait in the waiting room when we got there and I sat opposite somebody going in for their induction and I just burst into tears because mm. um you know you kind of just go through like why is this happening to me like what have I yeah. done um you know yeah. but it's just something that happens to people and shitty things happen for no reason mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so so yeah we went into this room and um and it was beautiful we set it up like Kirsten set it up as um as an, a normal birthing space you know like we had mm-hmm. um a diffuser going with with lovely um you know smells and things like that and um music and and yeah it was it was a calm day um it was it was a lovely day um despite mm-hmm. what was happening um yeah yeah and so once you were induced, did it take long um, for things to start progressing? Um, so um, Kirsten um, gave me the first dose. It was misoprostol. And so that, um, I think it's like two tablets or something, was given um, internally. Um, and she had said that my you know, cervix was like back and closed, um, which... It's a good thing. Well, it was a good thing because, um, you know, it meant that my body was still doing what it was supposed to do. And it's not that my body 
had failed me or, you know, like, um, yeah, like when my sister had her um, stillborn baby, her body went into labour early. So we knew that that wasn't what was wrong, um, which sort of helped me, you know, like not blame myself for what was happening. Um, so, yeah, so um, after the first um, dose, um, we sort of just... I lay, I just lay there and we just chatted and um, Jace like stubbed his toe on this coffee table in there, which was the funniest thing ever. Like we all cry laughed that, um, you know, uh, that that had happened, um, <laughs> which was sort of like lifted the mood. Um, and yeah, we just, um, yeah, just lay, lay and chatted for a bit. Um, I did feel a bit crampy, um, but again, like I wasn't sort of expecting to have a baby like really quickly I Mm. was told you know you can have quite a few doses before um before things can sort of get going and I was scared um I didn't know what to expect um knowing that he had passed for a little bit um inside my tummy we didn't Mm. I didn't know what he would look like or you know it was scary and um I just, yeah, didn't, I wanted to get it over with, but I didn't want it to end, um, if that mm. makes sense. So I ended up having an, another dose orally, um, and um, I was, yeah, having regular contractions, and um, but I could breathe through them, they were fine. Um, and then I had one, like, quite sore uh, contraction, so yeah, after this contraction, I said, you know, after this one, can I pl- can I have some gas or something because it was getting quite sore, and um, and then I felt like I needed to go to the toilet. So, but like just we, um, and so I I was laying on my side for most of this, and then I sat up. Um, Kirsten went and got a bedpan to put over the toilet just in case um, I had had baby on the toilet. Um, and so I went to sit up, sort of went to push, like push myself up on the bed and, um, and I could feel the baby was right there. So I had felt a pop and the, the pop that I had felt, um, was, was the baby coming down. I thought it was my waters, but, um, I, um, it was, um, a bit of blood started coming out. Um, so um, yeah, Kirsten came over and her, one of her, um, students came, um, and she was lovely. Um, she came, they came to sort of check and, um, I just kind of gave one push and out, um, out he came, um, complete in, in the sack with the placenta attached to it. So yeah, the pop that I felt, I guess, was his, just the placenta coming away and he just came, came down. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, like, did you want to hold him? I don't know. Like, how did you feel about, yeah, what was going to happen next? And, um, yeah, what sort of did happen? Um, well, my, my instincts just wanted to, like, grab him. I just sort of, you know, mm. put him on my chest. Look, look, given that he was born in the sack, yeah. um, um, he, we just popped him into a little dish. He was tiny. And, um, and um, Kirsten said... You know, it was up to me if I wanted to look or not. And I said that I did. So she said she'd just have a look first to see, um, you know, like if, if he was sort of yeah. okay. Um, yeah. 
and like if she was comfortable you know for me to like look if, if mm. everything was okay and so um she opened the bag and um uh and he was really really tangled in his umbilical cord um uh, it was wrapped a couple times around his his neck and really tight around his foot so um in a way we were sort of relieved that there was a reason why you know there was a mm. really obvious reason immediately that why um unfortunately he had he had passed away um mm. and yeah like a, apart from that he was super perfect so once um Kirsten did all the little checks that she needed to do. Um, she popped him into a little, um, like a little, kind of like a little fabric envelope sort of thing. Um, yeah. So that we could hold him because his skin was so delicate um, that, yeah, we couldn't really touch it for too long. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so we, oh, we didn't obviously know what, um, what, sex he was as we didn't quite make it to our 20 week scan but um uh we had a little look and he looked like a boy so yeah 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 and did you have I know that they do like a um so I think it's a casting like maybe of their hands and feet did yep. you have oh gosh I'm just trying to remember what the um organization's called angel casts or something yes yeah yeah something like that um, no, so we couldn't have that done because he was too small, um, mm-hmm. uh, and his skin, because his skin was so fragile that he, okay. like, given that he'd been passed away inside, inside me for a bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah. which I, I really wish that we did get something, but we, mm. yeah, we, um, our lovely birth photographer, um, came up and she took, um, photos with us, which we oh, really amazing. treasure and they're so special and, um. And yeah, like it was, it was a beautiful, a beautiful day. Um, I took his, um, part of his cord home and, um, and I, um, dehydrated that, you know, that we've got DNA keepsakes. So Mm. I, um, yeah, preserved his cord, um, and, um, yeah, we sent his placenta away for, testing um we didn't send we chose not to send him away because there was a very obvious reason um to, uh, to what had happened um mm. so so yeah um a friend who is a funeral director um he came and and um picked him up for us and organized everything on that side for us um yeah yeah and what sort of happened once um, once your friend came and, you know, helped with taking him and, yeah, what happened from there? Did you stay in the hospital or were you able to go home? Um, we, we went home um, and that was hard, like going home mm. with um, an empty womb and empty arms. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't think, you know, we've ever felt so broken, like, um, yeah. it was hard and um and the biggest mind fact that people don't tell you um is that you are still postpartum you know like you yeah. your milk still yeah. comes in and um you know all, all of that stuff um and yeah you know, I um expressed off a little milk which I also preserved um 
which I'll do something with at some point. And, um, and yeah, I went to a pharmacy to get some, some milk stop spray. And um, like I hopped back in the car and I said to Jace, I think I may have just ruined that lady's day. So when I was buying <laughs> this milk spray, she was saying to me, oh, you can drink this tea and, you know, your baby just won't like the taste of it. And I just burst into tears and I mm. said, but my baby actually, my baby died. I don't need it for that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah. my God, I'm so sorry. Um, and I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't meaning to be rude, or, you know, but yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Jace, and Jay said to me, you know, well, maybe she'll think next time before mm. she says something mm. because sometimes people don't want to stop breastfeeding just because they don't want their baby to stop breastfeeding. You know, yeah, there's yeah. lots, lots of... Yeah reasons why um yeah. and yeah. yeah like I did I felt really tired um yeah and I guess your body still gives birth and mm. you you have all the um the hormone fluctuations and things um which you know is is really hard especially when you just don't have a baby mm. yeah 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 absolutely and how did you like recover mentally from from this loss and yeah what did the next I guess few months look like for you and yeah do you want to talk us through that yep I um I immediately reached out to this organization um called True Colors I don't know if you have heard of it but it's a um it's the most amazing organization in the Waikato uh, for people who have had baby loss or they have sick children and it's free and mm. you have unlimited counseling sessions and um and they specialize like in that area so um yeah it's amazing amazing and so and I still go now to her um she's so lovely and um yeah so I just tried to do all that I could to um to sort of help myself and in those early days um I allowed myself to grieve uh when those, you know, sort of feelings came up if I needed a day to just stay mm. at home and, um, and cry like I did that. And, um, and I, yeah, l- lent into the pain, uh, because yeah, like f- for me, like, you know, feeling is like healing and mm. rather than like trying to push it down and suppress it. Um, yeah. I mean, as much as I could with two other kids, you know, and, um, yes. you know, you still, you do have to carry on, but, um, but yeah, we managed in the end. Yeah. 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 And I guess from there, like, I obviously know that we can all hear little Rocky, um, <laughs> heading away and hanging out with you now. So do you want to talk us through falling pregnant with Rocky and, um, yeah. How did you, find out and how were you feeling and what did that look like for you um yeah so we knew we we desperately wanted to have another baby um so um after my bleeding had stopped um that was yeah I think it was something for like five or six weeks uh and then I had yeah like two weeks of nothing and then I had a period um and so after that first period we um started started trying again and um and we were super super lucky that um we got pregnant on that first cycle back um I didn't know um like you know when my next period was meant to be or when I was meant to be ovulating or anything like that so um 
so we had um we got a dating scan and things like that because yeah my date I wasn't too sure of dates and things um and um when I did my bloods for that um for his pregnancy um I thought I was more ahead than what I was Mm. and um and so the number came back real low and um anxiety was at an all-time high for his pregnancy after um yeah after River's pregnancy and birth Cool. And so from there, did anything help with the sort of anxiety? Did you have a dating scan that sort of confirmed things differently? Or yeah, what happened next? Yep. Um, yep. So I think I actually ended up doing like bloods a couple of weeks later and yep. um, just to check that their levels were rising and they were. Um, so that was good. Um, but yes, uh, anxiety stayed at an all time high the whole time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And. Um, we had, I either had like a scan or a midwife appointment kind of every couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. which which was really good because um, I would have this appointment and I'd be like, oh, everything's fine. And then um, sort of near to the end of the next two weeks, I'll, you know, like start to worry if everything's okay. Mm. And um, yeah. yeah, so I did end up having scans every two weeks until 20 weeks. Um not because I had to, but because I wanted to. Um, yeah. And it's sort of especially around that, um, you know, 15, 16 week mark. Um, we, yeah, and, and yeah, between 15 to 18 weeks um, was quite a, a worrying time for me. But um, yeah. yeah, once we sort of got to the 20 weeks, um, yeah, I sort of felt a little bit calmer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And did you have um, your sister-in-law again as your midwife? Yes, yes, I sure yeah. did. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, cool. And with this birth, did you have like a feeling that you wanted to be in hospital or, yeah, what did the sort of feelings around birth look like for you this time? No, I still wanted to have a um, that, that dream water birth at, um, <laughs> at a birth centre. Yeah. Um, we, um, the... Um, birth photographer that we had for the last three babies she was no longer doing it so um we ended up getting a wonderful cat um uh, yeah so um so that was really cool to have her she actually um photographed our wedding and you know so we we did know her so I was really excited to um to have her um and yeah I um I was taking like homeopathic remedies um actually at the end of um uh like postpartum like leading up to getting pregnant with rocky um to try and like like stabilize my hormones um so that i could Mm. try get pregnant quickly um uh which seemed to help i guess um and so i as soon as i found out i was pregnant i also contacted her and, and i had all these remedies to take um uh, through each stage of my pregnancy as well. Um, yeah, and I, I, I did have, um, like nausea and things like that, but, um, wasn't, it wasn't too bad, yeah, in the early days. Yeah. 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 And how did the rest of your, um, yeah, I guess the third trimester of your pregnancy go? And then do you want to talk us through, your preparations for birth and if your labor was spontaneous and all of that good stuff yep um 
Yeah, pregnancy was pretty pretty fine. Um, uh, I oh, we actually went to Fiji when I was like um, fourteen <laughs> weeks pregnant, which was cool. Um, which was really cool, and it was a really good time because that was sort of around the time that I was due for River. So, um, so it was nice to have like a really nice distraction and be out of the way. But I yeah. ended up getting really sick with. Um, food poisoning while I was over there oh no um so you know I automatically started really worrying and um uh but you know thankfully he was he was fine um Hmm. and then when I was at 30 weeks I got COVID quite bad um and so I did end up in hospital for that um but yeah thankfully thankfully he was fine um and yeah leading up to um like labor and birth like I really wanted to um to have that you know special birth and like I guess be quite a healing birth for us um Mm. um yeah I had um a a labor remedy to take um like a a homeopathic remedy to take um Mm -hmm. for his his labor um so when I was about 37 weeks um because I was having regular scans oh and because I had preeclampsia um with Freddie's birth I had to be taking um aspirin and um calcium um to try and prevent I guess that happening again um and thankfully I didn't get it again but um I had to have scans, like growth scans, late in the pregnancy just to monitor um, blood flow to the placenta and things like that because of that. Um, and so at the last scan that I had, a couple scans, it showed that his growth had stopped a little bit so um, or slowed, um, which meant that um, the hospital may have wanted to sort of induce me. Like he would have been better mm-hmm. on, the, on the outside than on the inside. So... Um, so we sort of came up with a plan um, with Kirsten that we could just maybe try and get him uh, coming on his own if we could. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, we decided that, yeah, we'd have some, a couple of stretch and sweeps and see if he'd come along on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did he end up coming on his own? I'd love for you to talk us through, <laughs> yeah, your labour and birth story. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he did. Um, so mm-hmm. I went in for a stretch and sweep, um, and this was yeah on the on the Monday, and in my head because my last births were quite quick, um, you know I, I assumed he'd come along really quickly, um, and yeah I was wrong because you know I haven't <laughs> I haven't laboured on my own like fully on my mm. own before. Um, so I thought, you know, I'd have the stretch and sweep and then surely like, uh, you know, he probably would be born like in the next 10 minutes after that short, you know, that's just, just not the way that it goes. Um, so yeah, I came home and, um, I was having, you know, contractions, but they were, they were irregular. Um, and I, I had my show and um, lost, started losing my plug and things. And so I really thought, cool, I'm, I'm going to go to bed and wake up and I'll be having a baby, you know, overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, that didn't happen. And um, then the next day, um, I was just 
still having irregular contractions all day and I was taking these homeopathic remedies to try and like get things going. Um, they can help with contractions but they only help if your body's actually ready um, to to have a baby. Like they can't just it won't just induce you mm. when you when you're not ready. So um, so yeah, so I was doing that and sort of nothing had happened and on the Wednesday morning I woke up and I was so deflated and like I could have just cried like I just thought oh my god this is just not going to happen and um you know I in hindsight's just a wonderful thing I wish I could just look back and be like you know it's going to happen like he's actually going to come mm-hmm. but um but yeah um it's hard in that mind mindset I guess at the mm-hmm. time yeah. yeah um so I ended up going in for another stretch and sweep and um that was quite uncomfortable and um Kirsten said to me you know if you don't go into labor after that one I'll be really surprised and mm-hmm. um and so I drove home and the whole way I was like you know having little contractions and things and um went and picked, picked the kids up from a friend came back home and kids were playing and I thought right I'm gonna try and have this baby today um so I started taking my homeopathic remedies again and I was still having these like contractions so I started timing them and they were coming regularly this time but about seven ten, ten to seven minutes apart um so I thought I'd just pot around and just you know just do a few things and they mm-hmm. started getting like seven to five minutes apart so I thought okay maybe maybe this is actually happening this time so um I arranged for the kids to to get picked up and I shut myself in my room and was listening to some podcasts and put a diffuser on it was dark and just sat on a birth ball and um just trying to get in the zone because when I'd get distracted like with the kids or something they would slow down a bit so um yeah like smothered myself in clary sage and um and just tried to just zone out and like not really think about anything um yeah. and they started getting quite regular and like closer together so by this point I couldn't even listen to talking so I just put some like nice music on and just just mm-hmm. relaxed for a bit and um and uh about a, cu- a couple hours later um yeah so that was like about four o'clock and then by about eight o'clock um they were every three minutes apart and um I could breathe through them fine but like the app was saying like you need to go to hospital you need to go to hospital mm. and Jace was like oh I think we I think we actually need to go now um and I'm like no no like I I feel okay but um I messaged, messaged Kirsten and I said like well when what point do we actually go because um you know Jace is getting a bit stressed um mm-hmm. like that we sort of need to go now but you know and she said what well, like every three minutes um kind of thing we're heading so um I waited and had a few more and and then they started to get a bit sore like I could have stayed but I thought you know it's just best to go if if worst comes to worst we're just a little bit early we can just come home or whatever so um so we we drove in and um you know I had my, my nice playlist in the car going and um then all of a sudden I just I burst into tears and um Jace was like why are you crying and I'm and I said um like I don't know <laughs> like um I think it was like the the um whole build-up of like his pregnancy and mm. like 
that it was actually happening now and I might I might like get to hold a baby and um mm. you know it was just it was just a lot at that time and um but because of that I, that actually slowed my contractions a little bit um mm. so we met Kirsten at the birth center and um and she was like how are you feeling and I was like I'm okay. I'm just like a bit emotional, and my my face is probably red because I've been bawling my eyes out <laughs> in the car on the way. Um, <laughs> um, but um, we walked into the most beautiful birth space um, at the birth center, and um, you know the 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 bath was full, and the little um, tea light candles, you know, all over the place, and um, diffuser going like it was like the dream birth space. Um, and a few minutes later, Kat walked in, um, which was lovely. And um, in the back of my head, I was thinking, oh, my God, I actually hope I'm in labor because I might be wasting <laughs> everyone's time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, like after being in juice, like, you know you're having yeah. a baby. Um, but, like, spontaneous labor is like, well, you know, I, am I? Or, you know, but, like, really, if, if they're regular, you're kind of in labor. But I just didn't really um, think of that at the time. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, so I ended up sort of standing for, for a lot of, um, the labor and, um, we, we, we arrived at the birth center at about, um, 8.30 and, um, and I was, yeah, contracting nicely, taking my, my homeopathic remedy every 15 minutes and, um, (laughs) and by about, 10 o'clock I um hopped in the birth pool and uh and I was using gas um love the gas and um Jace had a go on the gas and we have the funniest photo that Kat took of us um because he thought he thought it wasn't working and so he like went a bit harder on it and then um yeah it was it was so funny um yeah so and the yeah it was in the pool um for Right until um, Rocky was born, um, and yeah, so I, I jumped in the pool at about ten, and um, and then he was born um, at quarter to one. So oh wow, yeah, um, I sort of just sat on my knees, like in the pool, like leaning against the side, and. Um, just breathe through contractions like um I was using the gas and then there was a point where I just couldn't use the gas um mm. anymore like it was just sort of a bit too hard to use it all so um and not long after that um uh my body sort of started pushing again and so I just was like breathing through um through those um involuntary um pushes yeah yeah um when I transitioned I I found it really really hard for some reason and um I'll I'll talk about later like what we found out why that was but I just really felt like I couldn't do it and after he was born I I really couldn't get over that in my head like why was that so hard Mm. um yeah so um I ended up um sort of on my knees um like leaning uh, on the side of the pool and um Kirsten leaned over and grabbed him and passed him through my legs and um and out he came um <laughs> and he had a really really short cord so 
I could sort of only hold him up to my tummy. Um, yeah. And it was really uncomfy uh, with a short cord. Um, I felt like I had torn myself a new one. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, I couldn't wait to sort of um, get him out because, yeah, with a mm. short cord, it was like pulling, pulling on my, on my back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so how do they, like, did they give you an injection to try and help your person to come away or what? Or did they cut his cord quite quickly? No, we just, oh, we waited and it was like hard too, yeah. like in the pool that was short. I had to kneel up in the pool. It was mm. quite uncomfy, but, um, you know, it was a nice moment. We wanted to sort of have, you know, mm. make the most of that. But, um, yeah, so we waited for his cord to stop pulsing. Um, yeah, we did delayed cord clamping with all of them and, yeah. um, and once it stopped pulsing, then we cut it and, um, and then, I had a you know a nice cuddle with him in the water for a bit, and then um, passed him to Jace, and I hopped out and said to Kirsten, "Please, can you check me? Because I think you know I really think I've done some damage." But um, I didn't. Um, I just had yeah. some um, bilateral grazes, she said, so they were um, they were fine, but just very stingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, what happened from there? Do you want to talk us through? Um, yeah, the next little while and. Um, how you were feeling and yeah what happened next um yeah we um from there you know you have your first shower which was amazing and um and then we walked walked down to the room that we're staying in which was so cool that we didn't have to hop in a car and you know travel there um and uh yeah he he was a dream baby from the start like he cluster fed all night mm. like he didn't have that birth sleep um we sat up all night feeding so I was so tired the next day because I didn't I hadn't slept for like nearly two days I think <laughs> um and yeah like we had a nice couple days at the birth center the boys came um to meet him um and Kat actually came and um took some photos of um them meeting Rocky which was so so special yeah. um and yeah um we went home and the good old baby blues hit but um apart mm-hmm. from that uh um yeah we're fine yeah yeah amazing and you mentioned that you found um the transition particularly difficult do you want to just talk us through through that yes so um so I actually went back to um my lady at true colors and um she's a midwife um too so I think she just you know we got caught up with her after Rocky was born I think she really you know wanted to meet Rocky and things Mm. and and we're chatting and just going over everything and and I said to her how I found transition really hard and she said oh yeah like uh, that um we probably should have gotten over it before I had him um and it's she said that it's um a trauma response like in the body that um you know and you're in such a primal state that um that the body remembers, um, you know, sort of what happened last time. And so even yeah. though in my, in my head, I'm like, why is this so hard it's that my body, like, maybe, you know, perhaps didn't want to let go because because mm-hmm. of the fear and things that were associated with um, with River's birth, which yeah. um, as soon as she told me that, I was like, thank God, because um, because I found that really really hard like I couldn't get over it in my head and people were like how is this birth and I was like oh yeah you know it's okay and Jason's like what do you mean like you're pretty much 
delivered your own baby you you did the best job ever but I just Mm -hmm. felt like um it was hard and 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 once I understood why um then I felt like a weight lifted off me I'm like yeah but okay I get it now (laughs) yeah 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 that makes total sense yeah and how are you going now like what's life like with your three little boys and yeah how are you adjusting to that change and yeah just love to know how you're doing um well three kids is a lot of kids um (laughs) (laughs) um uh it's it's um a little bit different to last time uh because the age gap between Rocky and Freddie is a bit closer than um than what Freddie and Ash were so Freddie's three and three-year-olds three-year-olds are a lot you know so um Mm, they are (laughs) so um so it is a little bit more challenging um but um apart from that like we're really good Rocky is has just gone four months old and now I'm feeling like okay I've got this um but Mm. there's some days where we're definitely um surviving and not thriving but some days (laughs) we some days we thrive um but yeah it's It is a challenge. He's um, he's breastfed uh, and and that's going really well. Um, oh, I did forget to add that um, in in pregnancy he um, he had a dilated kidney. So um, I was told like you know that'll be fine. Um, he may just get a UTI when he's born. Um, we'll just like monitor it after he's born. Um, like at worst, he'll just get given like oral antibiotics. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's quite a bit that I have forgotten. But um, he, um, so at eight days old, he did get a UTI, and mm-hmm. so I I went to the GP for that, and um, and so the GP like ran peds at the hospital and we're like, cool, what, what antibiotics do we give him? And they were like, oh no, he has to be seen by us. He has to have IV antibiotics. So, um, Mm. so we had to go up there and I just, in my head for some reason, just thought, oh, you know, he'll just be given those and we'll get get to go home. But, um, we, he had to stay for three days on IV antibiotics Mm. and, um, and I didn't know like that if he had have had a temperature, um, he would have had to have a lumbar puncture too. So I was super thankful that he didn't have that. Um, And yeah, and since then he's actually had another, another UTI. And um, so yeah, we're actually under, he's under care at the hospital um, where they've got to check his, his kidneys and, and, Mm -hmm. and all that stuff to to check what's going on. It did resolve. um, Like it's with a normal range. It's still a little bit dilated at the last scan, but um I don't really know what's 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 mm. going to happen from there. Yeah, um, it's a bit yeah. it's a bit worrying. Like the ho- my whole pregnancy, I um, sort of felt like there was like a dark cloud over my head, thinking that mm. something something was going to go wrong or whatever. And then he was born, and I'm like, cool, he's he's here now. That's okay. And then yeah. you know, when something like happens, I'm like, oh my god, here it is. Like this is you know. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, he's thankfully we we are okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine that that makes sense. And there's probably lots of people out there who can relate to that sort of, you know, response um, to a previous trauma or grief. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's probably totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And is there anything else that you want to add um, to your episode, Ali, before we close? 
No. Um, yeah, I think we've covered it all. Sorry, it's like really long and <laughs> no, <laughs> there's, no there's way. a few I'm things sorry. to touch on, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've absolutely loved having you on the podcast today and I just, yeah, my heart breaks for you, but also Aww. feels like so grateful that you were willing to share. And I know that there'll be people out there who, um, yeah, really get something from your story. So just super grateful that you're willing to come on the podcast. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.